Hi, we have Judy here with Baba Bacha Parakei Mishnah Gimel, continuing with further animals and situations of sale, what's included. If one sells a nursing donkey with a newborn, one has sold the newborn as well. In contrast, if one sells a nursing cow with a baby calf, uh, one has not sold the calf. What's the difference? So the Gemara explains that people don't collect or keep or use donkey milk, it's not kosher milk, and so on and so forth. And so, why would one even mention, by the way, this donkey is nursing? Why would you even bother saying that in terms of the sale? Clearly what you mean is, I'm selling you a nursing donkey, it comes with a baby. However, people do very much use cows for their milk. And therefore saying, I'm selling a nursing cow, is saying, I'm selling a cow that has milk to offer, it's more valuable. I didn't offer you the calf. That wasn't the reason I mentioned it. I offered it to you because you might be interested in the milk. Machar Ashba, Machar Zibla. If you sell a, a garbage heap, an area that's used, like a, you know, you're selling a garbage dump, it's a piece of property, then you're also selling the zivla, you're selling the manure that's on it, that is useful as fertilizer. So we get the contents on top of the, uh, on top of the area of the heap. Machar Bor, Machar Memav. If you sell a well or a cistern, you're also selling the water within it. Uh, in a well, wells tend to refill. A cistern, this is this is meaningful, because you could sell a cistern and it could be dry, and you know, you've taken the water out, it's the water the water collects in a cistern, it doesn't just flow up from uh, from the aquifer. And so selling the, the water with it is significant. In the Gemara, this is the opinion of the Tanakhama, and it's a good example. In the Gemara, it actually quotes a different Brayta, and the Chachamim disagree and say that when you sell a cistern, you have not sold the water, and the halacha follows the chachamim. So it's a good example that not everything in a mission necessarily ends up as the way that we paskin, because the Gemara will question this with cross-referencing it to a Mishnah, to a Brita, and it ends up being the, uh, the minority opinion that we actually have sold the water with the cistern. Machar kverit, machar dvorim. If you sell a beehive, then you've sold the bees with it. That's the point of the beehive. Machar shovach, if you sell a dove coat, machar yonim, then you've sold the doves to go with it. If you didn't, you're just selling someone basically a cave. Halokeh, it's not a dove coat anymore. It's not a beehive anymore if there are no bees. Halokeh, perot shovach, this gets a little more complicated. Mechavero, mafriach brecha rishona. If you sell the, the perot, not the, the fruit, but the, the, um, the output, of a dovecote. What does that mean? It means that I own a dovecote and I'm going to sell you the output, meaning all the baby doves born this season from my dovecote. So when I do that, you get all the doves that are born, but I get to keep my free Brecha Rushona. Literally, you send away the first pairing. The first pair of doves that are born, I get to keep as the original owner and seller. Why? The uh, Gemara explains a little bit, and I'm not expert in dove coats, but apparently this is how it works, that the parent doves, if they don't get to keep at least a pair of babies, will simply leave the dove coat. So that would hurt me as seller. So assumed in the sale is that when I sell you all the baby doves that will be born this year, it's minus the first two so that I can keep my original doves and have them be happy and raising too young and keep my own dove coat going. So you only get the all the doves born after the first two. In a similar fashion, Peyrot Kveret, if I said that I'm going to sell you all the output of a beehive, so what does that look like? That you get the, uh, when the swarms come out, so the first three swarms, 
that come out go to the buyer, because I've sold you the product of this beehive. So you get the first three swarms that come out. From there on, once you've gotten three down, we alternate. Masari says we alternate back and forth. You know, I get the fourth swarm, you get the fifth, I get the, I guess the original owner get the sixth, you get the seventh. Why? Because we want to make sure that I haven't lost my beehive. It's similar to the dev code. I shouldn't lose what I originally had just to give you the produce. So you get the extra, and you definitely get some up front, but I still get some bees so that my beehive won't be completely lost. I haven't sold you the entire hive, I sold you the output of the hive. But there has to be a hive there to remain for next year. Chalot dvash, maniach shte chalot. If I offer to sell you all the chalot dvash, or honeycombs, literally chalot, like, uh, you know, chunks or, or groupings or loaves of honey, so I'm going to sell you those honeycombs, that's great, but I still get to keep two. That's a soon in the sale. Why? Because my bees need to eat over the winter. So if I sell you all the honey, I'll kill off my hive. And in all these latter cases, we're assuming that the conditions of sale, of course, assume that one is not undermining the very stability and ability to continue uh, the ongoing continuity of the original, the dove coat of the hive or whatnot. Zetim lakotz, similarly, if I sell you my olive trees, I'm not selling you the trees, I'm letting you cut the branches off the trees too, make things out of or burn or who knows what, then I'll allow you to cut the branches off my trees. You have to leave me two shoots. Uh, so that the trees can, can regrow, and I haven't lost everything here. There has to be something left. 